0: The following is <laughs> a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! this, Cowboys!
1: This is Talkin' Cowboys. Screening live from the Dallas Cowboys
0: World Headquarters <laughs>
1: at the Star in Frisco.
0: In. In. Touchdown! Yeah. Has it. Prescott keeps it!
2: And he bangs it in for the touchdown!
1: And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris... John Mashoda and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. As we welcome you in to Week Eight of the NFL season crazy that we're two months into this bad boy and there's plenty to talk about man we've got some reaction around the nfl in week seven the cowboys have were off but certainly things that you can look at and learn from uh, the cowboys of course making some roster moves we'll get to all of that jerry jones was just on 105.3 the fan a couple moments ago and so we'll kind of react to that as well but before we get anywhere you know where you want to no, you're muted. But other than that Wow, what a
3: Ooh, start. A yeah. Oh
1: for
4: oh for one. It,
3: it. It's almost like Michael Penix's start against Arizona oh, State. Yeah. You, oh, you mean the Heisman tonight. winning oh, candidate? Is that what you're talking about? Um, you're talking about the guy who's winning the Heisman candidate right it, now? In week nine? Huh? You don't yeah. win you don't win Heisman's in week nine. Back to back years <laughs> leading, the, leading the leading <laughs> that was weird. That was, that was like a ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't it, for those of you listening to this, you just missed out on Isaiah laughing without his lap like his lips moving at all. It was That's um, uh, no, it, we're, we're not talking about Go Michael ahead. Penix. Go ahead and say Talk it to him. me. He's great, though. Mm. Um, we're talking about your mm. Texas Rangers. Mm. And I know there's a mixture of fans. There's Cowboys fans everywhere. There are Cowboys fans that are fans of the Astros. There are Cowboys fans that are fans of the Phillies or the Diamondbacks or wherever. But Rangers fans have something to cheer about today today. I'm not going to talk about it for very long. Just the fact that they are going to the World Series. Congrats, man. And I'm very excited. That's dope. Yeah. That's
3: it. Yeah, very excited. I I feel like I'm uh, 11 again when they made it last. Yeah. It was very fun.
1: It was a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's all we're going to say. Very decisive Rangers are going to the World Series. Decisive win, too. Yeah, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was very satisfying. Did you go? I wish. Mm. I thought about it. I wish <clears throat> we had a we had a thing already last night, me and the wifey, and so we took care of that, and then had to go back over. We we watched it at uh, the in laws' house, Thank and you. it was a lot of fun. Went to her mom's house and had a good time. But man, yeah, Rangers get it done. But I I, I kind of want to relay it back to the Cowboys because there's the there's that frustration I think with the Cowboys fans or crossover fans right now of the fact that oh the Rangers can get there. The Stars were in the Stanley Cup final not too long ago. Uh, they've, they've made these deep playoff runs, and then you're getting to the point where the trade deadline is on the horizon, mm. and you want a team to go all in. The Rangers went all in. They went and got a guy like Max Scherzer, who started game seven late in the, the trade process, to go and find some reinforcements. That's kind of where we're at right now. Before we get to news and notes, I'll ask you guys would you rather the Cowboys, based off of what you've seen in the first six games? Would you rather them be aggressive, Isaiah, or would you rather them maybe take the conservative approach to the 2023? Do <laughs> you know who you're asking this question? I'm to? just asking.
4: Aggressive. Aggre- you play every year to win the Super Bowl. Every you year. don't play to position yourself for a Super Bowl run three years down the road. You play every year to win the Super Bowl. And it's I I have applauded the front office this year for being more aggressive than they've been in recent years. This year, they went out and they got Gilmore. This year, they went out and got B. Cooks, right? They, mm-hmm. they did those things. Last year, you know, they, they recognized they had a hole. They went out and got Jonathan Hankins. All those, all those key elements and to, to their success to date. Continue that. Like, keep that energy, right? Like, there are other teams that we're not going to mention that have historically been aggressive. And almost every team that we could think about that has been aggressive has positioned themselves for a run that year. Some of those teams have actually succeeded in those runs, going to the Super Bowl, not necessarily winning all the time, and then at least you're in a position to win it. Some of them have actually won the whole thing. Either way, you put yourself where you need to be every year, and I think that Dallas is in another position where they can do the same thing. And I would like my request, early Christmas request. Okay, mm. all right, you're not going a couple months out. Okay, but my early wish out there. Let me put quick. my wish out yeah. there now. Okay. Is that they go out and be uber aggressive? I'm talking about ask for the things that nobody would even remotely even think to ask for. Because guess what? The
5: answer is always what?
4: The answer is always no if you don't ask it. Yep. Right? Shooters shoot. You can't score if you don't shoot. Just saying.
5: I can't. If you made this a poll question amongst Cowboys fans, Mm. I would be stunned if there was more than one percent that said to be conservative and stand pat. I mean, 27 years without getting to a Super Bowl. Mm. Forget what the other teams are doing in the league in the city i mean now is the time and then with, with the team that they have built right here you can see where there's just years where not just with the cowboys but pro sports teams in general where you're like why would you go make that move that's not doing anything for that team you, you guys aren't even close yeah like one potential move could be the thing that you look back at in february and go to man before. remember that thing remember when they made that move May- Man, that was such a difference maker right there. That, that helped put them over the top, whether it be because of the way the player played on the field or the way they were behind the scenes in the locker room, bringing an experience, things like that. Um, I, I would be stunned if anybody would say that they don't want them to be aggressive right now. Now, with that being said, the only caveat I will put into that is that you don't want to do anything that would be so big that it, it prevents you from uh, financially down the road Impacting anything that you can do with, like, a Micah Parsons or a CeeDee Lamb. But as long as it doesn't do that, as long as it's something where, that's why a lot of times during the trade deadline, people look at guys with contracts that are on maybe their final year, they only have, because then it's not going too far in advance, you know. I don't see them doing something that would, you know, sacrifice or, or I shouldn't say sacrifice, but impact anything on that level. Um, But everything should be on the table. And I did find it interesting how Jerry said this morning about how, most of the deals are gonna come from people calling you because if you call them, mm-hmm. they know you're interested and you're just not gonna get a good price, you know. Like and I and I get what he's saying to a certain extent. He didn't say it this way, but it's like one of those, you know, you call a team and you ask for this defensive tackle and they're just like, Oh, they're interested. Yeah, we need two ones from that, whatever. Whereas if another team calls you about a defensive tackle on their team that you're like, Well, he's not as good as this guy, and all they want is a two right now. Like, we gotta take this. Like, you know. So I do understand where he's coming from. And I also understand when I say that, that fans don't want to hear that.
3: Yeah, it's the businessman in them, right? I I think there was a lot of tactical... dialogue that went into his hit on the fan this morning. That was my first news and note, but I'll, I'll touch on this right quick. I, aggressive, that, that, that's what they have to be. I think we all agree on that. You look at the Eagles and, and the moves that they've made over the course of the last couple of years. and uh, it, it could be this week, Kevin Biard going out and getting him and realizing that you made a mistake with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and letting him walk. And Okay, you accepted that. Well, you br- you bring in a guy to fill that hole, and uh, you fill that hole in the secondary. And You look at how aggressive they were in getting DeAndre Swift and A.J. Brown and Jalen card or even getting up to nine to go get him. If you break so, it, you
1: buy it, Isaiah. <laughs> Keep hitting that mic
3: over true. there. Well, stop saying guys' names, okay? <laughs> Beams
1: in the back like King freaking right now. So.
3: <laughs> but, like, but you look at that aggression in the in the division, right? And you you want to match that because that's not only the standard in the division, but that's the standard in the NFC. And um, the way the last couple of weeks yeah. have shaken out, I think that's also the way the entire NFL is is kind of being standardized right now is, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Does yeah, that...
5: well, hold on real quick. I was also going to say it's not like there's like a really obvious team right now that you point to and go, Man, look how aggressive that team is and they just keep swinging and missing. Like when you look at a <laughs> lot of those really aggressive teams. There's only
4: teams, one team. Two. there's only one team that's been uber aggressive in and not even just this year, and it's the Chargers. The Chargers was it last year or the year before? They went out there, were uber aggressive. They solidified their defense. They got yeah. everybody. They got back. They got I mean, they got the secondary, they got everybody, right? Yeah. And you were like, Oh crap, here they go. And they're the only team that's been aggressive like that and has not had the success. Right, But every other team, 49ers, success. Philly, success. Rams, success. Every single team that we can mention that has been uber aggressive. Buccaneers. I mean, I'm just saying, the Bucs, right? All of them, all of them
5: have been successful except for the Chargers. Well, and the other thing that has to be factored in with this, too, that I think really annoys the fan side of it is that I would say, whether you're talking Cowboys fans, NFL fans, or sports fans, like, there's one thing that they all know about the Cowboys, and that's Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. And his persona is this wildcatter, makes all these big-time crazy things that sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But when it comes to the football team, they don't see that. And that's one of the biggest questions. Mm-hmm. That's not just with your fan base, but around sports that are just kind of like, oh, I, this seems like a move. Like, for example, like some of the movies that you mentioned with the Eagles and then also with San Francisco, stuff like that. Those are the type of moves that you're that you think that the Cowboys are always making, you know. And instead, the Cowboys make a lot of they make a lot of uh, calculated moves, you know. Yeah. They don't. There isn't a lot of swing for the fences, things like that. And I think a lot of times it comes from maybe the, uh, one didn't work out, so it's like we're not going to do this again type thing. Um, I'm not sure, but I just th- I find it interesting that that is the that is the reputation is that Oh Jerry will will do anything he needs. But then they sit there and they're also kind of like, well, why didn't they? Why, why, why haven't they made one of these aggressive moves? You know,
3: you guys would probably be able to answer this a little bit better than I could. When was the last time that the Cowboys went out and made a midseason uh, acquisition that just blew you away? I'm talking like Von Miller to the Rams that that midseason. Mari Cooper.
5: Cooper, Mari Cooper, Mari yeah. Cooper, That's the
3: one. I mean, yeah, round one pick yeah. sent it for to, sure to.
1: Oakland Oakland, at the time, Uh, almost said Las Vegas, but it was still in Oakland whenever he was there. So that's the last time it happened, and I don't know if that played a huge factor in the fact that they won't do anything or they haven't done anything like that since then. But they really didn't like going in that 2019 draft without a first round pick. They hated the fact that they did not have a first round pick in the 2019 draft. They took Tristan Hill in the second round, and it didn't work out the way that it wanted to from a second-round pick there as well.
3: Well, let's say Omari Cooper helps them run to a Super Bowl. Do you think they, they, they still I feel the Then I think they feel way. better. But it, yeah,
1: it, in sure. the end, that didn't happen. Yep. They didn't get to an NFC Championship game. They were aggressive. They went out there and they got <clears> it done. I think this roster is just as good, if not better, even with some of the injuries that they've had, as that roster was going into it. I, I think this I roster is in a similar situation. Yeah, I think it would have been better if Trayvon Diggs was available, if Leighton Vanderesh was fully healthy, if you felt better about your offensive line. I still think they would be in a better situation uh, as this team is made up here in week eight of the 2023 season than even that team was before they went and traded for Amari Cooper. But I I think the other thing that factors into it, and and John kind of alluded to this a, a moment ago, but the way that the NFL has kind of shifted these last two weeks, this last two weeks have been very interesting because you got the Cowboys getting blown out by the 49ers in week five, and that was a big Benchmark moment for the entire league saying, wow, the 49ers are it. That team is legitimate. They're almost unstoppable. <laughs> Boom, they've lost two straight games. The Eagles fell to a, a, a not-so-good Browns team with a backup quarterback, a backup running back, and tons of injuries as well. Or wait, no, that was who beat San Francisco, excuse me. Philadelphia lost yep. the week before. <laughs> they won last week. But in the end, the NFC, good teams, but still wide open. Are you on the same echelon right now as the Cowboys or are the Cowboys on that same echelon as Philadelphia, as San Francisco? I don't think you can say that, but you can say that the NFC is wide open and any team can win in any given week right now. And that makes me want to be more aggressive. That makes me want to shore up some of the problems so that way you can argue that you're in that echelon.
5: Yeah, I I wouldn't put them in with the Niners and Eagles right now, but uh, fortunately for the Cowboys, in two weeks you'll get to find out. You know, you can go out there and play the Eagles and, and have your best game of the season and, and maybe that'll show that you do belong in that in that echelon. But right now I wouldn't put them there. I would put the Eagles uh number one, Niners two, and then there's a little bit of a drop off and then that's when you get to probably the Cowboys and the Lions. Do you think the
1: ooh, that's an interesting conversation. Do you think the Cowboys are even there with the Lions? I know
5: you'll get to see. Yeah, after that. After Sunday, yeah. And the penultimate. I think so. Yeah, I think so, to yeah. get their doors blown off by the Ravens the way they did, yeah. the Lions did. Yeah, no. yeah, you think the Cowboys? If, if, were that, there? If, they, if they would have played a tight game against the Ravens, I might have felt differently. But hmm. that delay that egg the way they did, that was worse than the the Cowboys lost the Niners, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Ooh,
5: yeah, that's fair. I mean. That was not it. What was it? 38-6, to six, the yeah. final? Yeah. Whoa, and goodness. it was difficult to even get that six. Yeah, that was pretty wild. <laughs> Lamar Jackson looked like the greatest football player ever.
3: He's balling. <laughs> he might be. No, he's balling. He's, ballin'. he's no. not. He's
5: definitely not, but
1: no, that he looked guy, like it in that game. That guy plays for the University of Washington. Right. Right, right, right yeah right. Best player in football. Right.
3: Uh, really quick on that same point uh, Jerry Jones said on the fan this morning talking about that upper echelon conversation mm-hmm. he said we belong in the upper echelons I'm not going to say we belong on the field with San Fran and we haven't played Philly so I don't want to go that far but we're in the upper echelon so I, okay. they're in the upper echelon but yet they're not on the same field as San Fran I don't know
5: you, mm. you take that There's an field. upper upper echelon You're right Also the other thing with those two teams too <laughs> that I find interesting is like going back to the whole Eagles how aggressive they've been it's not like they've hit on everything and they've overcome yep. it, you know. They gave the big contract to Carson Wentz and found a way to, hey, let's overcome this. It sucks, but we're going to make some tough moves and they're going to have to make some tough moves going forward now that they gave the yep. big contract to Jalen Hurts. Their offensive lines obviously uh, not getting any younger and that's been a huge part of their team. It looks like it's in its prime right now, but they're going to have to keep making those, but you look at their the way that they're doing things and you're just like you're pretty confident that they're going to be able to find ways that if they don't get it in the draft, because I don't think there's any arguing the Cowboys draft better than the Eagles, but the Eagles fill in their holes when they need to very aggressively. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about San Francisco. San Francisco has traded all these first-round picks. They've given up all these different assets along the way to go get a a Trey Lance, who's on this roster now. And you go and you you pay the money to Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's not even on the roster anymore. And now now you're playing – you get lucky, and you got a guy like Brock Purdy who turns into being Brock Purdy as opposed to being just Mr. Irrelevant. But there's a lot of things that, that have to go right for you to be in the current situation but Isaiah, you could also make things go right for you if you really want to, and just push that direction.
4: Yeah, there's two, there's two position groups, two guys. I can't say names because obviously they're on rosters and mm-hmm. sure, we don't want tampering, but there are two positions, I'll say.
5: Yeah, just uh, name what college they would. Uh, that want I two. would
4: say that I would you no, know, I'm <laughs> Do not that. doing that. I'm not doing that. It rhymes um, with barren bottles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: so there's, um, I'm joking, I'm joking, no tampering.
5: Um,
4: <laughs> there is a actually there's two defensive linemen, one of them probably not accessible. Neither one of them are probably accessible, but there's two defensive defensive linemen that I would go gung ho for. Okay, interior defensive linemen that are just complete dominant guys that you could put next to Jonathan Hankins, hmm. that I feel would completely negate teams' abilities to run the ball against you. They're doing a good job of stopping teams from running the ball against them, but let's let's not be fooled. Like if something happened to Jonathan Hankins, you're going to be mm. with the bubble guts. Okay, not wishing that obviously. Your first round pick has a step up. So he's not ready yet, okay? I think he will be a good player, but currently right now he's not ready to make an impact on this team, okay? So that's not to say anything about his future. It's just where he is currently, and a lot of people don't have the patience for that because of where he was drafted. He's still a human being, okay? So give him time, and hopefully he'll be the impact player, but let's not count on that this year. So I think there's somebody there's, – there's a handful of guys that I will go after on the interior defensive line, and there is a running back hmm. that I would go after with a lot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give up a first. Wouldn't give up a first. Would you, would you pay a king's ransom for him to go and get him? Not a not a, not a king's ransom, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Would you, would you pay this much to this mysterious running back, or would you rather go get Leonard Fournette?
4: I would pay for this running back. Okay, mm. Because my thing is teams have to fear you. They have to fear attacking something, and then you have to affirm their fear. So right now, I don't think offensively teams fear anything from the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe
1: Even CD. They, maybe CD's the dude I mean I understand he, but you don't at, fear, look at the numbers but you don't
4: fear him because he's not doing anything over the top right he's getting things underneath mm-hmm. and he's making some plays right and because of accumulation stacking of I mean, I mean yeah he's stacking about seven yeah. eight catches okay yeah you're gonna get that okay but I'm talking about splash plays like there's nothing that you fear right now from this offense so I think if you added this particular person to that running back room I think it would alleviate the burden that Tony Pollard is carrying right now. And I think it would actually improve his game, as we've seen in, in past years, when he has somebody that he can play off of. Because I, I honestly don't think he's a, a one-man, one-man band. I right. just don't. Okay? That's, there's no knock on him. I just yeah. think that he needs another dog out there. And most teams do. Most teams have a two-headed monster. There's very few teams that have one guy that's like the main, the main guy out there. So um, It would be surprising
5: if they made that move, though, just it would because be, of yeah. the position. I get it.
4: But what does this offense have to be
5: able to do? Well, they have to be able to run the they ball. They have to be
4: able to run the ball. This is yeah. not a a throw it around type of team. So knowing that that's the one thing that you have to do, I think that you need to have somebody that back there that teams fear. Yeah. So that's the on the offensive side, on the defense side. I, again, I want an interior defense lineman. That's not to say that there aren't other position groups that need to be addressed. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm intrigued at the fact that you you left out offensive line, wide receiver. I don't think because Because the reality is
4: nobody's trading an offensive
1: lineman. At this time of the year, I agree. that's not I think that's right? probably so, the toughest yeah. one to go get. So and not, it would be the toughest to fit in too, because facts. you feel good about your starting five. They just got to figure it's it out.
4: The depth, yeah. got to figure it out. So offensive line is not happening this time of the year. You can go out there and make a splash play on a corner, but honestly, there's a handful of corners that I would consider are shut down corners, mm-hmm. and they're just not. They're just not there. Any any longer, and most teams that have a shutdown corner aren't getting rid of them. No, so so I mean that's those are just positions that you just don't come by. So there's two position groups, two guys that I would go after, um, and that's the impact. Would you good trade think. for a
1: wideout. No, Do you think a wideout would nope. help?
4: Nope, because you can't find a way to get the wideouts the ball now. Okay,
1: <laughs> it's
3: fair. Yeah, it's very that's, fair. I mean that's part of it. Focus on getting the ball to Brandon Cooks yeah. first. Yeah, and then we can I'm talk talking about about if like you if you plug out. a dog at
4: and, and that's not to say Osa zoo is doing a heck of a job, but I'm talking about somebody that you would like. Mm, I, yeah, I just don't want to run against that. Like, there's just right now against the Philadelphia Eagles, you don't feel good about running the ball against their D line because any given time you're looking on the sideline and saying, okay, once I get these guys out, who's over there? Well, you got Jalen Carter, Carter you got uh, Fletcher Cox sitting over there. Uh, you got you got all these Brandon Grahams over there just chilling, waiting for the playoffs to come so he can show out. Like you got all these guys sitting on the sideline just like, let me go, let me go, let me go, like let me out the cage. And that's I don't think you have that in the interior defense line but my
5: argument would be that on the defensive line, defensive tackles that you're talking about, which you've never, you haven't told me the names before the show, you haven't said them during the show, so I'm just thinking of who we have not even discussed mm-hmm. this, but it's just in my head. And the people I'm thinking of, I think of them as the same as those shutdown corners that I don't really think mm-hmm. that teams are letting those guys go, and so those are on your upper echelon and then the group that you probably can get a defensive tackle, I wonder how much better those guys are than what you already have. I, I hear you,
4: and I, and I agree with you, but my whole thing yeah. is shoot or shoot. Yeah, Shoot your yeah. shot. You're probably going to get a no, yeah. but at least open a conversation because these teams that I'm talking about, these are
5: teams that are in rebuild phase right now. Right, but the problem is that th- what they're going to want from you is none of your players. They're going to want your top picks, you. and you're going to need your top picks because you have to go and spend most of your salary cap on your franchise quarterback, your your uh, your elite edge rusher. Here we go
4: to the future again, though. Here we go to the future. Right. I, I hear you. I hear you, but this has been the reoccurring issue for Dallas over the years. Yeah. We've got to be able to keep these things because we need
5: to be able to build for the future. No, no, no. And you're like, talking about what they should do. Yeah. I'm just talking about from covering the team what I think yeah, that no, they I, will I, do. No, but and, I, and I'm I don't and disagree with you. you. Yeah, with I don't you, disagree yeah.
4: with you, but I'm saying that's what they continue to fall into. Yeah. Right? It's like, I have to keep – got to keep this. I need this. I'm not using it, really.
5: Or, you know what's the difference, but, <laughs> too, is that he's Howie Roseman and he's <laughs> the GM. And if he doesn't do well and he swings right now, well, he's out of a job here. It's different than that. And here, like, as I've always thought about that, because that's such a big question when you cover the Dallas Cowboys is, hey, you know, even people that don't follow the team. Like I would just went home for the bye week to Michigan and and I was around a bunch of friends that, you know, they'll ask you, like, you know, how come they can't get over the top? And, you know, all this stuff like that and everything. And what do you think about Jerry really as a GM and stuff like that? And I'm like, the difference is, is that he's never going to be replaced so Mm -hmm. the the way that he looks at it is going to be different than someone like i need to make a splash right now like that person can get fired if it doesn't work don't get me wrong like like isaiah could be in charge and he can get fired for making this decision, but they also could win the whole thing. And he could be looked at as the savior of the whole thing yeah. and be there, like, you know. But I even look at the Howie Roseman thing, where we're like, there's times since 2017 where I've seen their fan base like rip him and, and, and talk about like how this just isn't the answer, or whatever. And you're just kind of looking, you're like, you have one of the best run teams in the league. And so there are those ups and downs when you have somebody hired for that position as opposed to when the owner does it. Um, and but you have to look at the evidence and say 27 years without getting there yeah. maybe what's maybe the you downside? need it right
3: like what's the downside honestly you potentially lose something on your future, but yeah. you, you take that, that sacrifice. That would be. A, yeah. I th- I, I, I'm, you know I'm saying, like, yeah, like, 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 what's the real downside? It depends like, on what you're getting yeah. in return. But if the return is what it has been for Philly, what it was for the Rams in their Super Bowl year, what it was for the Buccaneers, then yeah, you take that. Yeah, <laughs> you take that ten times out of ten. All those guys, I, I walked, I think, all those
4: guys walked away with rings. Yeah, yeah. they got they got. A little okay, right just right making now. sure that's but what you played for. I,
3: I, if you can walk away with that, then it, anything's worth it at this point. Yeah. And I think Jerry would tell you the same. I really do. He would. I, it's it's business tactics on the fan this morning. I, I'd be I'd be surprised if they don't make a move at the deadline.
5: Yeah, I
1: would be too. So, do you think they'll make a move?
4: Because I, 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 I think oh, they they're will gonna, too. Uh, I think yeah, they will make, make, make a move. I
1: don't think it's going to be the a
4: splash right. that yep. I'm looking for. Yep. That
1: I think this team needs. I I think I'm leaning toward Nick saying it was it was more so a. A negotiation tactic. It was a businessman move on the 105.3, the no, fan side, this morning. I think they will make a splash. You think it's gonna be a splash? I think oh, they make a splash. Ball. I think they may make a splash. Cannonball.
3: Quick question. Quick question. A one to uh, ten maybe like splash. Maybe like a screwdriver,
4: like one of those like halfway See, that's ones. what I'm.
3: That's not, not a splash. <laughs> one to ten splash meter. What are we thinking? Like a like a <laughs> seven. What, what we seven? Okay. But you really, ten is like Von Miller to the Rams a few years back. Sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah
1: that would be a good representation.
4: Okay. Then yeah.
3: Seven. Yeah. Give me like a seven.
1: What do I think is going to happen? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think is going to happen?
5: Four and a half. Mm. Four and a half. Oh, he's hired me. I was going to say four. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. What well, well here I'll use an I'm, exact I'm example. Want, I want an uncomfortable move. Th-
3: I'm, I'm <laughs> saying I
4: want something that's like, oh crap! Like mm. I don't care who's in that position. <laughs> you're sitting down. Yeah.
3: You just want stress? Is this? <laughs> is this <just> <laughs> I, to... want,
4: I want teams to. I want. First, first of all, I want you to bring somebody in that's so freaking dominant that everybody in that position group has oh. to elevate their game. Mm. And I want somebody. I want somebody so dominant that other teams are like. Oh, okay, they're not playing. Yeah. They're not playing because that's what you've seen from your from your biggest rivals over the past few years.
1: I'm not playing.
3: I know we have to go to break, but we linebacker, have to to break. linebacker. Yeah,
4: linebacker.
1: T- anything there? Uh, Maybe. I would like to trade for a linebacker, but I don't know about who's out there. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to have a two-minute segment, and then we're going to take your phone calls. (laughs) 888-855-2297. We are taking your text messages as well on the Cowboys podcast. Text line, we've already got a couple of them rolling in. Go ahead and shoot in those text messages. Get on the phone lines, 888-855-2297. More talking Cowboys right after this. app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply, member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back into a Talking Tuesday, 888-855-2297. We've got some – I love this text message. This is from the 702. It said, since I'm not part of the organization, I can save the name Isaiah Camp in (laughs) terms of running back. Uh, This fan specifically, not a part of the organization, is wanting Derrick Henry, and he says – I agree. I don't know if that's who you were referencing. We're going we're going to leave it at that. I don't I don't know if that's who you're referencing, but that's who this fan wants. Mm. Derrick Henry at the running back position. Mm. We appreciate your info. Yeah, thank you for all the the, the help there. Uh <laughs> back here with John Machota, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Did the Cowboys win the bye week is another question we have on here from the 609. Did they win the bye week? Did they get healthy? Stay out of trouble. I mean, you see Chris Olave last night. That's some interesting news uh, out of New Orleans. I don't know if it's going to really change a whole lot from there. He got arrested for reckless driving. He was driving, driving seventy and, 70 and, 30 and a thirty-five. Times. Yeah.
4: What these guys?
1: Yeah. But hey, stayed out of the news, as Nate Newton likes to say, and and that's apparently the case. Nick, based off of being around the team and kind of seeing some of the guys throughout the week do you feel like the Cowboys won the bye week
3: yeah absolutely whenever everything's quiet for a week it's it's a really good thing and um, yeah I, I would say so especially whenever you factor in everything that happened in the NFL uh, over the weekend you know other than Philly beating Miami I think every other result worked in your favor you got the Niners losing you got the Lions losing um, you got Rams. the Falcons that are taking over the NFC South now which if you have to go on the road in the playoffs as a top wild card that's probably an ideal place to go in the first round so um, yeah there, there was a lot of things that played into the their favor in the NFC, and they stayed out of trouble. And uh, they were all back on on the uh, practice field on Monday, or on, not on the practice field, back in the building on Monday. And uh, Mike McCarthy said yesterday that there's no real uh, big concerns with anybody on the 53-man roster right now as far as injuries go. So uh, I would say yes, most definitely. That's big time.
5: Yeah, the only way it would have been better is if the Eagles would have lost, or if they would have made some type of a notable trade, and then. I would say, yeah, then hmm. they absolutely won the off- or they absolutely won their bye week. But outside of that, um, getting some guys back healthy, nobody as you mentioned getting in trouble. Those are those are huge things during the bye. So, uh, yeah, they should be pretty happy about that.
4: What do you think? I think yes. Uh, kind of piggybacking off what Nick said. I think you know the teams that you wanted to lose lost. Uh, Philadelphia didn't lose, but they the Miami exposed some things that you probably can can utilize and next week uh, the Rams loss, you know that's your that's your
1: next opponent. I think all good things. All good things in the bio week. Yeah. All right, now we're going to take our second break. I told you we were only going to do a, a two minute break and then we're going to break again and then we're going to take calls for the rest of the segment. <laughs> the rest of the show, we're taking your calls. 888-855-2297. We'll be back with more talking Cowboys right after this. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
0: Back to Talking Cowboys.
1: Back here on Talking Cowboys on a Talking Tuesday. This segment is brought to you by, uh, I was uh, already said Invisalign. It's Quaker Oats, presented by Quaker Oats, a super trusted, a, a super trusted what? Superfood, man. There you go. Super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. You don't, you don't like doing the reads, do you? Listen, man, that's why they pay you the big bucks. No, they don't. They, I'm they really don't. Just
4: a contractor, Kyle. Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't I, have a desk. I should, I should have
5: you do the reads from now on. Why don't you guys just share both check. your salaries and let me and Nick break it down?
4: Mm. Salaries? That's how you know he has salaries. No. <laughs> I'm a contractor like you, sir.
3: <laughs> we're all here. We're we're here. That's all that matters. I did just find out that there's an official taco of the Dallas Cowboys. Yesterday, they have yeah. everything. Taco it's, Bueno. Yeah, well, get out of here, please. Mm-hmm. Let's go to our calls.
5: <laughs> no, no. Let's go back and forth and see if they can see how many Kyle can guess. Like he, how, he how many? He probably knows all of them. I probably got guys. them all. He
3: has like a quizlet that he mm-hmm. like memorized. It's, Gas station. Uh, it's gotta be no. no seven eleven. It's gotta it be. It used right? to be, but it's
1: not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Mm. They're not paying for that. No, not anymore. It used to be seven <laughs> eleven, but yeah. You retract uh, that statement. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh all right. Let's go to one of our the, the official Talking Cowboys fans. How about that? Talking Cowboys fans uh, in Florida. How about this? Dan O, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going
0: on, Dan? Hi guys, how you doing?
1: Doing good. What's on your mind?
0: Hey, a couple things. Well, what I seem to think is that the O-line, it's just, they're just not getting it done. And I don't know if it's technique. I don't know if age is caught up uh, with what Zach Martin will say, uh, or is it coaching? Um, or is it just a combination of that and the running backs? Um, I, I, that's my biggest concern. We, we're not moving people off the ball. That happened in uh, San Fran. It, it, you know, if that happens in Philadelphia, we're in, we're we're in trouble, and we got to get back to being that physical O line uh, that we had years back with Ron Leary. Let's say at left uh, left guard. I want to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, guys.
1: Appreciate the call, Dano. As always, Isaiah, I'll start with you on this one because I mean, feels like the Cowboys have been looking for that physicality on the offensive line really since Travis Frederick was up front, Ron Leary, of course, what he did up front too. and They've been good, especially at times, but at least through the Mike McCarthy era, (laughs) you haven't had this much health up front, but you're still having some struggles. So what what do you attribute that to? Uh, The continuity is just not there yet. I don't know
4: what it's going to take or when that's going to kick in to the point that you brought up in terms of the physicality. I think you hit some of the stuff on the head. I mean, Tyron's getting up there, not bending like he used to. Um, doesn't seem as aggressive as he once was. Uh, Martin, you know, Zach, I think he's more beat up than we probably know. Um, he just seems like he's he's dealing with some things he doesn't seem as sure as he's been or as dominant as he was, has been in recent years. So I'm not going to speculate, but we just see what the production is on the field. Um, I think Tyler Smith is still learning. I see he's still learning. I think Tyler Biotis is undersized. Um, and you have a right tackle that's coming off of ACL and that's figuring things out. So, I mean, that's the reality. That's what you're dealing with. That's not making excuses. That's just facts. Um, you couple that with the fact that they haven't played a lot of snaps together in a game, and it's, it's not the combination that you want. They don't – I mean, they're the offense is still top ten offense when you look at a lot of different – a lot of different um, – fields, okay? So it's not as bad as everybody thinks, right? They're top 10 offense in terms of rushing yards per game, in terms of rushing attempts per game. It just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It just doesn't feel like it um, because it's not what it once was. And what happens is we get spoiled about you know production from from recent years. And when you had a Zeke and Tony Pollard combination, and you had guys getting moved off the ball, and now all of a sudden you have a Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle combination, and it just doesn't feel the same. You're not getting those big splash plays. Tony Pollard's not the not the the curveball that he once was because he has to be the primary back. There's a lot of things that go into this, um, but ultimately, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. They're not as dominant as they once have been, um, and as. One one of the reasons why I wanted this
5: most recent year for them to spend their first round pick on an offensive alignment. Yeah, and then <clears throat> just thinking back to when they did have Travis Frederick and just the loss of him and how things have kind of gone in a different direction since then, because at that time you thought, oh, they're going to have Frederick, Martin, Tyron, and you just keep building around this. And that's yep. when you can throw in, you know, a Ron Leary piece, and, you know, heck, you could throw in Tyler Smith and who knows where it would go, but it just hasn't been that same since. So I will say, you know, that's not to sit there and blame Biotish, but it is, I look at how how little Mike McCarthy has had that number one offensive line together in his time just as head coach. And it just really has not been there to where I'm sure he expected and where I think a lot of us thought that, hey, if you keep the continuity here, you add in a piece, like eventually this group will keep growing together. And it just really hasn't happened. I will say I thought it would be better this season. We haven't yeah. necessarily seen that yet. Talking to Mike McCarthy yesterday on his conference call, though, and he was asked about that. He did add in there that schematically he says that they are asking a lot more. From their protection unit than they have in any other time since he's been their head coach. So
3: yeah, and you pair that with the fact that they're banged up. Uh, all guys are banged up up front. I think Terrence Steele is the only one that hasn't popped up on an injury report so far this season, and he's the one that's coming off of an <laughs> ACL tear. So um, it, all these guys are just going to have to find some rhythm, not only on the field but getting healthy. You mentioned the rushing production, Isaiah. I think that's a really good point because they might tell a different story. It's like, hey, you know, there's there's rushing production here. There's a lot of attempts. Blah blah blah. It's a really good example of stats being deceiving. And I know you love this conversation. Mm. Uh, because whenever they, he's a stats guy, he is, he is a huge stats, stats guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever you get inside the, the, yes, whenever you get inside the twenties, that's when the trenches really become important, and um, that's that, that's where you've seen the red zone lapses at times this year. So, I I, um, I would like to see that group take this bye week, or I would like to see coming out of this bye week that this group has kind of taken it upon themselves to find that extra gear. Mm-hmm. I think they have the right guy leading them uh, with uh, offensive line coach Mike Solari. Uh, mm-hmm. You could point to him. You could point to Zach Martin. There's a lot of really good influences in this room, and I think you have a combination of young guys and veterans and uh, guys that have been in this league for a really long time that can get this thing solved. It's not really a huge concern for me, even though I would point to it as one of the bigger offensive problems over the course of the first six weeks. Yeah, it's
1: the curious case of the offensive line in 2023. That's what it ends up being (laughs) because you don't know – on paper, you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, these guys are all really good at their position. They've all been the Pro Bowls, with the exception of Terrence Steele. I mean, these guys are good enough to get it done, or I guess Terrence Steele and Tyler Smith. But these guys are good enough to get it done, and on paper you feel very confident, but then the the production just isn't there. So is it technique? Maybe. Is it the, the coaching staff? Like you said, I don't think so. Uh, but, I mean, depending on what your opinion, it, opinion is – could certainly point in that direction. But either way, offensive line's got to be better going into the, the post bye week part of the season. All right, let's go to Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on?
0: Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: Uh, not too bad. Uh, so I had this on my mind because uh, I've heard uh, Coach McCarthy always speak about how this year he wants to play to to his defense. Mm. So with the you know the upcoming uh, trade deadline, I was thinking about a guy from the Broncos. If you really want to play to your defense and you want to make your strength that much stronger, I would trade for Patrick Sertain. If you have to give up a first round pick this year, first and a <clears throat> uh, first and third, and maybe a second and a fifth next year, he's definitely worth it. He's young. He's only had two years in. I believe he has, like, what, two three years left in his contract. You, you uh, put the two outside cornerbacks, him and Trayvon Diggs. Imagine those three guys, him, Trayvon Diggs, and Deron Bland in the slot again. Now you can play to your run defense, which is the weakness. Put in the safeties. Bring the safeties down. Bring these guys down. You want to go one-on-one. That's what uh, uh, Dan Quinn likes to play, right? Uh, uh, man, imagine that. You, you'll fix a lot of problems if you trade for this guy. That's what I believe. What do you guys think?
1: Ronnie's out here hitting the rosters. He's looking at potential
5: options. I like it, Ronnie. Thank you for the call, as always. John, what do you think? I'm fine with where they're at a the corner. And the only reason I say that is because I'm looking beyond this year, and I want to make sure that I would be able to re-sign deron bland i'm trying to keep bland and dig together you're not paying top dollar for four or three four corners it's just not going to happen i mm-hmm. would rather uh, that's my future i'll piece in another guy that you you do draft and develop or you sign as a veteran free agent or heck make a move like they did for <clears throat> stefan gilmore like that there's just other areas on the team i i already have money invested if i'm them in the cornerback position and a, i have a young piece i'm trying to keep while yes there are plenty of there are other good corners out there and that certainly would help this defense don't get me wrong um, but then there's also a part of me that I look over at, let's say like in San Francisco and I know they were a little bit exposed yet last night, but I don't think that you need to have three elite corners because I do think that that would hurt you in some other areas because, uh, not only do I want to be good there, I want to make sure I keep this pass rush where it's at. Yeah. And then the other part of it is, is we keep talking about offensive line. Like I need... Looking forward, if I'm the general manager, I need to have some answers and where, you know, Tyron Smith's not getting any younger. Zach Martin's not getting any younger. Where am I? I, I got to add some pieces there that aren't going to be cheap either. So it's like, yes, that would help. And believe me, like, uh, you know, not not to hate on the Rangers. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from they did. But let's not act like they didn't just spend like $500 million in the middle of their, uh, of their uh, on second and second. What?
3: John.
5: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you exactly sound like an like Astros fan. A, let, no, the Astros are the same way. I'm just saying, you're like, right. let's not let's get twisted on this. Oh, pulled themselves up by, by by the bootstraps. No, they pulled themselves up and spend a bunch of money in a league where you can just spend a ton <laughs> yeah. of money. You just spend this money. Wasn't and some make magical it work. potion. You're not supposed like, to identify it. I'm just saying, like, we're the, having fun over here. Like a lot of people <laughs> don't talk about it, but it's like. I see the Rangers win, and I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I would, like, I'm a try Tigers fan. When I look at the Rangers win, I'm not like, man, wow, that crazy. I'm like, I wish the Tigers would spend more money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But baseball is different than it is. Like, it there is. is a salary cap that I understand that you can manipulate it and you can overspend in certain areas. But at the end of the day, there is a salary cap. And so you do have to focus on just not like, all right, this is fine, this is fine, this is fine. Where's, it, where's our problem here? That just throw some money at it. That'll be fine. Uh, throw some more money there. Like, like, there is a salary cap. So there, that does make it where it's okay, do you want this player? Uh, th- then that's going to take a little bit away from what we're going to be able to spend in some other areas.
1: We get, we got to be quick because we do have one more call. But I I wanted to ask. We were talking on that one to ten scale earlier of like what would be a splash move? Would are you completely set at corner or
5: would like a four or a five trade? Oh. Be okay. No, 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 no. There's definitely something that that needs to. Sertan be Sertan would be a they're one a injury half. away. That would be incredible. Yeah, but
1: I mean, like you said, three elite corners. That's a lot to. No, entertain. no, no. For sure,
5: I'm not saying elite, but I, uh, they are one corner injury away from being some serious issues there now with Diggs being out. So no, I'm not saying that they're set at corner. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out and make a move. I'm saying. Because, again, we're not mentioning that player's name. But when I'm talking about going after an elite guy like that, that you're also going to have to pay a lot of money going forward. I don't know that that really fits in with where this team is right now at that position, at least. If they had not paid Trayvon Diggs and this was like, oh, hey, going into his final year type thing Mm -hmm. like that, that particular move with that particular individual sounds more intriguing. But now that you've paid Diggs and then I've seen nothing Nothing to make me think that they're not going to want to do the same type of thing with Deron Bland. Yeah, I'm not just paying. I can't just pay every corner in the league to come here and let's go five deep with with guys all making a hundred million dollars. You know, you, there is some strategy that is involved there.
1: Isaiah's quiet over here. Would you make a <laughs> splash move like that? Because it would. It would absolutely <clears throat> hamstring you in the future. But it would be enough to at least get, lock you down for 2023. Not at that position. Not there, right? No. If you're gonna do it, you would do it elsewhere. And yeah, because
4: I can, <clears throat> you can outscheme some good, really good cornerbacks.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, I mean, they're gonna still cause you some problems, but you can outscheme guys to be open as receivers. The the positions I'm talking about, you can't outscheme those. Mm. You guys gotta hit them in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. So different.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Different. You want a ten, but in a different area. I needed word trenches. <laughs> yeah. And where i can get down to the red zone and i don't have to worry about passing i'm gonna hit you in the mouth i'm coming yeah. downhill
3: i'm gonna tell you if there if there was a position to add i think interior defensive line would probably be the most impactful yes. depending on who you get obviously yep. because it would just open everything up yep. like, all 11 guys on the, on the defense yep. so it'd be
1: great i it really i would be. like to have a linebacker too I
3: really, yeah i agree
1: uh, but I, agree. I like i said earlier i don't know who's out there i yeah. really don't know it's if, a thin position yeah there's not a whole lot going on there but hey there's a lot of ways to go. Uh, October 31st, Halloween, 4 p.m. Eastern time is the trade deadline. So 3 p.m. Central. Spooky. spooky. Things are going to get way spooky. Tomorrow, we're going to break down the – where it's Wednesday. So we're going to break down the Cowboys' defense going up against the Rams' offense. How are they going to slow down Cooper Cup and company? Cooper Cup back in the fold. Puka Nakua has been playing well. They've got some guys, some weapons outside, and we'll talk about the Cowboys defensive matchup. Plus, we'll hear about around the NFL with John Machota. We'll hear some different storylines and some of the things that are sticking out. Uh, maybe there's uh, maybe there'll be a couple more trades, because we, maybe we should hit that Philly trade and a little bit deeper, because there's a lot going on there. Uh, we got Cowboys storyline coming up next on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Of course, 10 P, or 10 a.m. Central Time. Cowboy storyline with Nickyman. You can get your calls in 888 855 2297. But that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys today, guys. It was good to be back with you. I missed you guys. Great. I felt yeah, like I hope it was y'all way didn't too have long. too much. I hope
3: y'all didn't have too much fun. I didn't. No. Yeah. No. Me and John was... had a terrible time.
1: No. Uh, <laughs> awful. Right. <laughs> awful. Yeah. On the break. Did you have fun? I was the boy on girls talk, boys talk. There you go. That's girls right. talk, boy talk. Boy talk.
3: Yeah. Boy. Yeah.
1: There you go. Love that. I like it. But glad to be back with my guys. Glad to be back here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time. Chris Beam in the back for Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, and Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?